Welcome to the Bread and Circuses podcast, brought to you by Digital Pizza, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy this shit show. I'll show you a sir. <laughs> you beat me to it. You knew I was going to do that, didn't you? <laughs> oh. Hello once again, Bread and Circus's podcast. I didn't know you were going to do it, but I had a, I thought you might, but yep. I had to sneak that in there. <laughs> we're talking about the... Uh, that's, that's Rooster talking. Yes. I'm Crow. Hello, by the way. <laughs> we're talking about the... Uh, it was the GameStop. Man, woman, we were the person. Yep. We don't want to other anyone mm-hmm. at the uh, GameStop who uh, freaked out over, what was that? It being, called, being called a sir. Uh, so there, there's a video, uh, everybody's seen it by now, I'm sure, of uh, this obvious dude, like big guy, um freaking out at a GameStop employee about I mean, some tall, not like some big muscular guy. Yeah, not but not petite either, not like thin. He, no, I mean, like was, six foot two. He, and... was, he was he was a big guy. Yeah. So yeah, not fat or bulky, but just yeah, you know, an obvious dude in his yeah. build. Um, you know, I had a person, but he had it's a person. He had like flip flops and like a pink shirt. So maybe you know, how am I to and judge? Jeans. Anyways, uh. He was trying to get a refund at uh, at uh, GameStop, and all they were offering was in-store credit. I mean, flew off the handle. And then he swore at the employee. Motherfucker! Yeah, and then, <laughs> just like that, actually. It's, it's a pretty good imitation. And then you can hear a woman off-screen say, Sir, could you watch your language? There's there's young people in here. And he's like, uh, he just freaks out on her. He's like, Sir, I'm obviously a ma'am! Or something <laughs> <laughs> and then the game store comes. He's like, he's like, uh, you said guys, and he's the counter guy was like, well, yeah. I, I mean guys like yeah, the just royal guys, speaking, yeah. you know. Hey, you guys. Yeah. He was like, but then I think sorry. I think the GameStop employee accidentally said sir again, like accidentally, and that's what set the dude off where he, where he did the rage. Like <laughs> he goes over and he kicks over a display uh, and stuff. You'll be give me your corporate number. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out to the LGBT community. <laughs> yeah, all of them. Yeah, they're all gonna know. Anywho, so I, we were just talking about that before we came on. So I I was gonna actually do exactly what you just did <laughs> when you introduced us. You son of a gun, son of a bitch, man. Uh, but you and I had some disagreement on whether or not it's real or fake. Yeah, I absolutely. I think believe it's it. fake. I, I absolutely believe it was real. I, I don't think that was. It, that's a hell of good acting then by everybody involved. I just think it's so over the top. It looks like satire to me. Yeah. And there are no names attached to it. Nobody's come out and said, oh, that was me. And no one yeah, says which store it really was. really hasn't been much of a follow-up on that. But it does kind of segue into there. You saw the vape shop thing with the Trump supporter. Going that was hilarious. Shop. So a uh, Trump supporter goes into a, a vape shop to pick up a vape shop and or um, vapor fluid for something. And him, the employee there um, refuses to sell to him. So this... Trump supporter starts recording at this point. He said, well, I came in here. He was very nice to me at first. He says, hey, hello, sir. And then he won't sell me because I'm sell to me because I'm wearing a Trump shirt and a Trump hat. And the the employee basically just, you know. Stop fucking yeah, Basically, reese <laughs> turns into a, like a complete nut. 
Yeah, so. he's like, get the fuck out of here. And he goes. Uh, but at one point, the, the guy, the, the Trump guy keeps his calm. And, you know, I think he's a felon, like a former felon is what oh, I heard. Really? Yeah. But anyways, which is why I think I know he knows how to keep his calm because he doesn't. He Although doesn't. the one point he did totally troll him. He 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 got pissed off, but he basically said, "Just sell it to me, and I'll get out of here. I won't call the cops." Because guy smacked his phone at one point. The employee, mm-hmm. he goes, "I won't call the cops for assault or whatever. I won't call your boss. Just sell me this. For, it's for my wife. Let me let me buy this." And the guy calmed down a little bit at that point, and he's going to sell it to him. <laughs> but the dude, the Trump supporter, had to had to get that dig in, and he goes, "Do my bidding." Yeah, <laughs> he goes, that was he goes, part. He goes, "Capitalism is a beautiful thing. Do my bidding." And the guy's like just freaked out after that. It was pretty good. So. You gotta love that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I guess it happened again. I was watching uh, Jericho Green's YouTube channel. And he said somebody else flipped out at a vape shop. But well, there's a follow up to this guy too. This 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 uh, Trump supporter guy finally left. Didn't get, didn't end up getting his stuff, but he went somewhere else to a vape shop and did a short video with him and the woman behind the counter, black woman behind the counter. And he's like, hey, I came over here and I told her what happened. She said, that's ridiculous. She's like, yeah. He goes, but uh, I'm a conservative Trump supporter and she's a liberal. And, and she says, uh, she served me no problem. You know, we can get along. So that was kind of cool to see that follow-up video. Well, I thought it was funny in this first video where the guy was like bitching about him being a racist and all that stuff. And then... Uh, there was another customer in there. There's a customer and there's a black guy. And the guy was like, sir, I don't have the the guy videoing it he goes yeah sir i don't have a problem with you you know i love you i don't even know you blah 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 the whole thing and the black guy goes look it's just about the money (laughs) (laughs) sell him the stuff you know yeah so and but the vape shop guy called the cops i don't think they even showed up probably not really it's like he's here and he won't leave the store he's like i just i know the 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 company itself basically put out a press a press um, release afterwards. Yeah, they fired the guy. Yeah, they said we we don't support this. You know, we don't we don't want to target any customer for relig- or for um, political reasons. And we've we've dealt with this employee. He's no longer with us. I mean, I wouldn't do that to anybody in my business. No, it's stupid. I mean, unless they're coming in and just being a just being a disruptive or something. And that like has that. nothing to do with the politics of it. It's just being disruptive. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I mean, it's like a sports bar or it's like a bar. I saw a video of a guy at a bar. It was a mellow bar and it was like the middle of the day. I think it was like a bar at an airport or something. And this guy was watching, was at that bar and he was watching some sports, but he was being real belligerent. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a New England Patriots fan. Yeah. And he's just being screaming and turning around and like yelling at people and looking at him because nobody else was joining in on his whatever fucking he was doing. And he was getting pissed off about that. And the thing is, it's, it's not, that's not politics, but that. That's the kind of thing that you're gonna be like. Well, fuck you. You're acting like an asshole. It's yeah. not about. It's not about your who, you, what sports team you you like or don't like or what political um, side you're on. It's you being an asshole. Yeah. At that exactly. Point. Well, he was. I mean, I think there were kids around. He was dropping f bombs. And what made place. me mad about the video is all these people just sitting around like cowering, basically. Did you see that? It's just. Mm-mm. Everybody, even the guy videotaping, they were all very quiet and cowering and letting this guy do his thing, basically waiting for security to show up. And the guy was there for a good long time just ranting and people, the bartender and people were trying to tell him to leave and he was just being an asshole. Finally, he left and then a security showed up outside the bar and escorted him away and everybody's like, yeah, clapping. I'm like, you fucking cucks. Well. Man up. But I mean, would you really get up? I would. Yeah, really? Yeah. When you got a flight that you got to catch and all I would. that stuff? I would. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I can't count on you to show up then. <laughs> yeah, funny thing. I, you know what I would do? I miss my flight. I would I tell the guy to shut bar. the fuck up, sit the fuck down, and enjoy his drink like the rest of us. And then it would have come to a head. 
Yeah. And you miss your flight. <laughs> Don't get to go to uh, your aunt's funeral, you know. Yeah. So. Uh, we we said last episode we had a bunch of topics to get into. Let's just bust through some of these. Right. The, the quick one I want to talk about is everybody's talking about this electoral college disbanding thing now. I wish people would shut up about this. It's never going to go away. Yeah. How are you going to – look, to get rid of the electoral college, you need – two-thirds of the states in a constitutional amendment to say that's a good idea. And I heard someone say, or I read someone put on online somewhere that said, well, we got, I think it's the 17th Amendment that said we don't appoint senators anymore, we elect them. Yeah. They said, well, they changed that. That's a whole, that's a stupid analogy. There's a whole different thing than telling North and South Dakota that they each have to give up a senator so yeah. that California can have eight of them. It's fucking bullshit. Everybody who thinks they, who thinks, who thinks this is a good idea doesn't understand that the House of Representatives represents the populace, the Senate represents the states. Yep. Period. Yeah, you know that's how, it's, that's how it was set up. That's how it's supposed to work. It was genius. Yeah. It was a great compromise. I I remember being in high school and we had a history class where it was a active participation history class. So we redid the Continental Congress. We redid like the. Civil War Reconstruction. You oh, they actually give, taught you things. Yeah, I know. We were uh, we were paired up and we were given a person's name and you were that representative from that state or whatever. Mm-hmm. And here's sort of how you were arguing. And uh, I remember we were guys, my partner and I were from um, like Connecticut or something. And so we definitely wanted, you know, equal representation. And, uh, you know, people from New York were like, no, 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 we're a much bigger state. We went on like this for like two weeks, hmm. and at one point, one of the guys finally, and nobody wanted to do what was in the Constitution now because they didn't want to be seen as like a sellout. Finally, one of the guys stands up and he goes, listen, here's the only way this is going to work. <laughs> and it was right, yeah. you know? So there's that aspect to it. And then there's the idea that you need, um, what, more than, you need fewer than 12 states or 13 states <coughs> to say, uh, yeah, sure, we'll do it. Get out a map, you know, and start counting the red states. When you get to 13, stop. Because that's it. That's all it takes. You need 13 states to say, no, we're not going to do this. And you can probably name 13 right off the top of your head. You know, and they're all probably west of the Mississippi. It's just, it's stupid. It's never, Rhode Island's never going to say, yeah, sure, let's give up a center. North, South Dakota, never going to happen. Utah, Colorado. I mean, it's just. Right. All of those, Wyoming, Kansas, Oklahoma, it's Missouri, it's never going to happen. Well, there's a quick post, a couple of paragraphs by Larry Correa I'd like to read on this subject. Fire away. Um, he's a best-selling author, um, Monster Hunter International, uh, Hard Magic, uh, all kinds of stuff. He's really good. He's a See, very... I think you got to use your pull with him to get him on the show. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, yeah. I have, I have a, a, a few uh, connections with Larry that are uh, tenuous <laughs> at best. Yeah, at best. But but it would still be cool. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Anyways, uh, so uh, he wrote this about the electoral college. He goes, "Lots of things annoy me, but one thing that is literally infuriating is seeing people advocating in favor of doing away with the electoral college. It is so obnoxious and stupid that I don't think I could actually make it through an intelligent debate on that topic without choking somebody. It exists because the rest of the colonies." didn't want to be ruled by New York or Boston any more than they wanted to be ruled by England. 
and it continues today because the rest of America doesn't want to be ruled by Los Angeles. The Founding Fathers were smarter than you. They understood that they needed the people's consent to be governed. You do not want to fuck with that. Going down that particular road will not lead to a happy place. You know, did you read the comments on yeah. on that? Oh, and yeah. somebody goes, well, technically it was more like Virginia and Pennsylvania. It wasn't. You're just like, oh, my God, you pedantic son of a bitch. You had to sneak that in there. Yeah. yeah. It's like you had to put it in. Well, technically I agree with you, but uh, it wasn't New York. It was Virginia. Yeah. Shut up. So, um, yeah, it's... It's never going to happen. It's just dumb. And the idea that uh, they want to get rid of it is all based on they believe George Bush and Donald Trump got elected because of the Electoral College. Yeah. Look, once again, we don't live in a democracy. We do not. We don't. No, a democracy. Here's the thing about democracies. A straight democracy is mob rule. Yeah, it's tyranny of the majority. Yeah, yeah. So so democracy in in and of itself is not a feasible form of government. It doesn't, it, it uh, doesn't work for, uh, it doesn't work for you, the little guy. If you, if you feel put upon by anything, by anyone, you are going to be the one that is stepped on in a democracy. Yeah, absolutely. It's so. just, it's just anarchy with government. Yeah. I mean, it's mob rule with government. Mm-hmm. So, um, I know that sounds all ironical and stuff, but, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's just dumb. It's not going to happen. Shut up about it. And I, if I hear one more person say, well, we weren't, we, uh, you know, that president got elected, but without the popular vote. Well, okay. So what? Bill Clinton was elected with like 42% of the vote. George Bush was elected with less than the majority or uh, less than the uh, popular vote. And Trump didn't win the popular vote. Fine. We don't elect presidents on popular votes. We elect them by states. It's just, it's stupid. That's like saying those two teams played in a sport and the other one had more points at the end of the game, but the other one got more first downs. So really, they should win. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's ridiculous. So I don't think it's going to happen. It's just it's just another thing that the that the left the left does. Well, it's when, something if that they, the, if they can't if they can't come out on top ahead on something, they'll try to change the rules of that thing. Well, that's true, but the right is also feeding into it and going. They're trying to change the electoral college. They, no, they're not. They can't. They can't do it. Well, I, I think maybe some of them are doing that, like you know, hyper hyperventilating about it. But some are just doing it to point out that this is what the left does. Yeah, but I think most of the stuff I've read from the right that's covering it is it's a non-story. Okay, you know, just it's not going to happen. Let's. Let's not talk about the Electoral College and, you know, that they're going to try and change it. When two years from now, we're going to reelect new people anyway. Yeah. And that's not going to be the case. And, by the way, our deficit is out of control. So let's pay attention to that. Yeah. Um, I know we have some other stuff on here. I want to jump ahead to one. Uh, by the time this airs, we may know more, but Ruth Bader Ginsburg ain't doing well. No. So first off, she took a fall. And broke, cracked or broke. I'm not, I don't know. A couple of ribs. Yeah, more than one rib. Just a frail little bird. Yeah, and so that in and of itself for a a woman uh, that's frail like her and elderly and has had cancer in the past and all that. So twice. Yeah, um, that's bad because anytime you have to take a trip to the hospital at that age, other things can happen. You can you know go. It's notorious that that older people get pneumonia when they go to the hospital. So they had to watch out for that, but. On top of that, they're saying they had to remove um, uh, 
cancerous growths or yeah, whatever from, from lungs, lungs or something, and that's, which is a recurrence of lung cancer apparently. Yeah. So, but the thing that she's missed oral arguments three days now, which is the first time she's ever missed them. Yeah. Um, and there's no there's no statement from the court. Right. So they're now, being very quiet about this. Technically, you don't have to be there. You know, you don't have to. You can Skype in or do. Yeah, they said uh, one whatever. of them that was battling cancer before. I can't remember Ginsburg. Uh, not Ginsburg. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. Uh, what's it? He, some another one was another a Supreme Court justice was battling cancer, and he actually don't know. heard uh, arguments from home or, or was did it from home. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't like that, but as a temporary option, that's yeah. fine. But when you're when you're 84 or 86 years old, that's not a temporary option. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I I think, and you know, I know these are lifetime appointments. If I was going to be up for an amendment to the Constitution, it would be that at 80, you're out. Yeah, I don't care who you are. Yeah, you're, you're out. You know, I mean they they put these lifetime appointments in there when people live to be 55 or 60. Right. You know. Yeah. So I get that. Um, and I generally do not like amendments to the Constitution. But if we're going to do one, let's let's put a mandatory retirement age in there for people at 80 years old. You know, you're not you're not stupid. You're not feeble, but you're not the most mentally agile person there is. Right. At the same time, there's a lot of wisdom and there's a lot of knowledge there, which I want to acknowledge. But there's also a point where we're saying, you know, a reasonable person should probably yeah. be done. Just it's the same thing I want with term limits on. You know, not only senators and congressmen, but just your time in government. You know, so I I mean, she she she, should just she's she really is holding on for spite. I don't know if it's spite. She's definitely holding on because she's the new, you know, banner carrier for the left when it comes to that. Oh, did you see the movie they just came out for her? Uh, No, but I saw a clip of it. It was absolutely ridiculous. I said something about she's being uh, in her confirmation hearing. She's being grilled. And I don't know if this actually even happened, but she's being grilled about some Republican senator about something and says uh, something about, oh, that word's not in the Constitution. And she goes, neither is freedom. Freedom's not in the Constitution. And it turns out, yes, it is. It's in there quite a few times. You know, and so it's just well, maybe that was artistic license on the uh, yeah, but it's it's not true, no, because idiots who haven't read it are gonna go, Yeah, see, it's not, it's like that old thing where people say there's no hate in the Bible, yeah, there is, it's in there like 350 yeah. times. So, do you think, let's say she does finally step down, or it's just she has to, or she passes, whatever, she will not step down? And I, I hate that we have to say this again, we are not gleefully waiting no. for her to die, no. But let's say that something happens where she's no longer, and right. Trump gets to um, gets to a point or um, gets to nominate. Uh, is he going to go full bore right wing? I think he's going hardcore? for that. I think he's going for that Comey Barrett woman. What I think is he's going to say that's the top of his list, and if this this border situation is still going on, this is going to be a negotiation part for him where he'll go. I'll go a little more a mo- little bit more moderate on my judges if you stop fucking around on the border. What I do don't think? think so. No? No. I think he knows that he's got the senators for it. Okay. He's got fifty three in there. It would be it would be kind of dumb. He's well he's got day, I guess. he's got fifty three senators in there. He doesn't have a flake, he doesn't have a corker, he doesn't have, you know, um Romney. Yeah, Romney's gonna go with him on that. There's no way Romney can say all he wants about he doesn't like Trump. Romney's in Utah. Yeah. It, they're not if he doesn't put a conservative person on the on the court, they'll fucking flay that guy. Okay. Um, but anyway, uh, I think he'll... So you think he's going to put that, that woman that's kind of pro... 
I think um, he will. Life, I think he'll do it. No, she's hardcore pro life. She's uh, uh, I I don't know where she's out of. I think it's Chicago, but uh, I think she's a circuit court judge, and she's um, she's eminently qualified. But you know, we talked last time about Trump worrying about his legacy. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about legacies? That's going to be the guy who put three conservative justices on the court. Yeah, you know, and I I don't want to hear this stuff about Kavanaugh is not a conservative. Yes, Kavanaugh is a conservative. I don't want to hear about he voted for Planned Parenthood. No, he didn't. That's vote not for what them. he did. He didn't. I, even I get that, and I'm you know I'm the kind of guy I get pissy, pissy at Roberts. So yeah, um, I get it. And it's just a, it's a matter of interpretation of what the power of the court should be. It's not whether or not you're conservative or not. Well, basically, in that case, he wanted to. The court wanted if they were going to see that case and Kavanaugh and Roberts both voted not to see it, it would have been to limit a person's ability to sue the government or Planned Parenthood. And they're just saying, we don't want any part of this. States figure Keep it out. with the states, yeah. Yeah. Which so is, that's all which they is, did. Which is an okay stance to have. Even if you don't agree with it, it makes sense. So I don't think, and let me, let me say this about Trump. I don't believe Trump is a Republican. I honestly don't. I think Trump is a Manhattan billionaire who, and I don't, I don't want to hear that shit about, well, he's not technically a billionaire. I don't know if he is or not. He's got a shit ton of money. Right. So he's a very rich Manhattan Democrat who I think has gotten to a point in his life where he says, financially, we're fucking this whole thing up because we are. I don't think he cares about gay people. I don't think he's been in a church in the last you know, 20 years, which I don't care if he has or not. Hey, the hey, guy hey, has didn't probably... they ask him what his favorite book of the Bible was? And he goes, yeah, the, the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they asked him what his favorite book was. But then he... No, no, they said... But someone actually asked him which book of the Bible, and he didn't get it. He didn't know that there's... Yeah. Is that true or is that a fixed... Maybe, I, I'm, maybe I'm reporting fake what news. I, what I remember is someone asked him what his favorite book was, and he said the Bible. I remember that, too. But I also remember he said... You might be confusing it with this, and I okay. could be wrong, but I think... He, he said, like, uh, and I'm going to get this wrong. He said, like, Romans 1-7 or something. Like, okay. It's like Romans 17 or what, whatever it was. He did it wrong. Who cares? Yeah. But the point is, I don't think he's a social conservative. <clears throat> Hell, the guy has probably paid for more abortions than uh, Planned Parenthood. You know, he's he's certainly not he's not some upstanding hard, hard right-wing uh, moralist and not that only right-wingers can be upstanding moralists, but he's not that guy. He's a moderately fiscal conservative, social, I don't give a fuck, you know? So I think he's a Democrat, deep down. I just think that what he's doing... Well, like an old-school style Democrat. I think what he's doing right now is more along the lines of what Republicans have been wishing Republicans would do for a long time. So I think when he's concerned about... um, When he's concerned about his legacy... He'll want to be able to put conservatives on the court, and I think that Comey Barrett gal is okay. Yeah, I, I thought maybe that this 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 could play into negotiations for the border, but and I thought maybe he thought the border wall was more important. But you're right; he's not dumb. He's smart, and he knows that this is a big deal. You can't, you can't get to where he's gotten in life being yeah. dumb. You can't do it. Yeah. It's just like the people who said. Um, you know, George Bush was an idiot. He's not an idiot. You don't get elected president being an idiot. You know, you just, yeah. you don't get to that point in life. And so, 
Well, I'd be happy. I'd be happy with just having a more conservative uh, court, uh, Supreme Court, just to know that they're or more constitutional, uh, originalist kind of. So I, that's that. That if Trump just got that in his presidency, that would be a success for me, right I, there. I want a very conservative Supreme Court, not to overturn Roe v. Wade. I've said many times before. I think that ship has sailed. I just my thing is, you know, third trimester abortions. I mean, I I, th- I think all abortions are pretty disgusting, but you know, I'm I'm in that category of it's got a face, which is about week twenty two. You know. So I'm not looking for a court to overturn that. I just want a court to be able to say, no, that's not a power the government should have. You know, I yeah. want a court that pushes liberty over anything else. Oh yeah. You know. Well, and if if the if uh, Catholic charities or something wants to not fund abortion in their health care plans, they shouldn't be forced to that kind of stuff. So that that's that's what I'm. I, I just the liberty aspect of it and not forcing people that's, to do things they don't want to do. You know, that's a trickier thing for me because though I agree with that idea, if we start doing that, then we start getting into this point about, you know, people wanting to object about what their taxes pay for. I think when you start getting into that range, you have to get into, I'm going to use government to, to, uh, deal with that. In other words, if I don't like the way government's spending my money, I don't want to try and object to the Supreme Court on religious grounds or anything like that. I want to real. I want to elect different people. Hmm. So, that I mean, that's that's my point of view. But I can see both sides of that. But yeah, I just I don't know. I I again well, not me, sir. Yeah, I know. I'm not wishing for Ruth Bader Ginsburg to pass. But we're getting to the point where this is fucking yeah, ridiculous. I don't, I, 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 I don't despise Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I don't, I don't hate her. I don't like her pol- policy. I don't like her politics. I don't like her liberal, you know, attitude and all that. And obviously, um, and I don't like the fact that she obviously should not be there right now. She should have retired years ago. Yeah, and that's that's what pisses me off. If you can't show up for work, you shouldn't have the job. Yeah. And I think the fact that she's you know, had, um, had, you know, a long storied career in that is, even if I don't always agree with her, um, I think I, I respect what she's well, and done. And she was respected by the other members of the court. So well, she was, she was, uh, not Alito. Who's the one we like passed Cap, away? Cap, what? Passed away? Yeah. Who was oh, uh, Scalia. Scalia. Yeah. She and Scalia were like best friends. Yeah. You know? I I don't have I don't harbor any ill will against her. I would say this too if this was you know if forty years in the future John Roberts is eighty three years old I'd be like dude you got to get out of there. You, and he's 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 just he can barely keep his head off his chest like her. Or, um, yeah, he's, he's saying strange things at, in interviews. You know, like the guy's lost uh, quite a quite a few steps here. Yeah, probably shouldn't be uh, doing this anymore. Yeah. You know, I should be enjoying his retirement. Yeah, she's Watch your grandkids grow, you know, enjoy enjoy the life. You 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 did did what you did in your life and enjoy the, you know, the the golden years at you this got, point. You got your ticket punched. Yeah. You did some good things. So, you know, it was like when Paul Wellstone from Minnesota said, "I'm only going to serve two term two terms as senator." And well, when the third term comes up, he goes, "Well, I'm going to run again." You're like, "Of course you are. Why are you doing that?" And he goes, "Well, you know, things are 
things are sort of up in the air and I think I need to get back in there. It's, oh, it's bullshit. You lied. You know, mm-hmm. you just, and people can say, oh, you change your mind. Well, sure, you can change your mind. You can believe one thing about another thing, but don't say you're going to do something. That's a different thing. Right. And then not do that or vice versa. So I, I don't, uh, I don't respect her for sticking around. I right. think it's very obvious she needs to move on. Yep. So, uh, you speaking of moving on, you want to talk about the uh, tourists? Yeah, yeah. This is gonna be a heavier po- uh, uh, topic than waiting for Ruth Bader Ginsburg to die. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so there were two Scandinavian college girls that were um, killed a few weeks back. I think it was uh, late December. Was it right around Christmas time, or was it? Yeah, before? it was. It was around. Well. It's hard for me to know because I mean, when did that, when did that news actually come out? Was it? Yeah, yeah. When it happened and when we heard about it, I guess is kind of hard to say. But yeah, uh, I don't. And I don't have an article up. I should probably. Let me actually pull an article up real quick. Um, but were they backpackers, right? Yeah. Traveling through Morocco. Backpackers. And they were beheaded, weren't they? There we go. Can't even backpackers in Morocco. <clears throat> so, yeah, we'll get the actual date of this now. Of this story. Uh, the UK Sun. Is that is that a is the Sun a like a tabloid? I think it is. I think so. Well, you know maybe what? not. How about news.com? Newsweek? That'd be a good one, right? Yeah. Alright. I hope this is the one that has you subscribe. Yeah, no kidding. Okay, and this is uh, the December 20th. Um, Scandinavian backpacker murders linked to terrorism. Morocco prosecutor says as beheading video confirmed. All right. Yeah, they took a fucking video of it. So the men suspected of murdering two Scandinavian backpackers in Morocco are believed to have Belong to an Islamic extremist militant group, according to pro- prosecutor investigating the case. Four suspects have been arrested. Actually, it's been more now. Uh, have been arrested after the bodies of uh, Luisa Vestrager Jasperson, 24, of Denmark, and Marin Uland, 28, of Norway, were found in a remote area of the High Atlas Mountains on Monday. That's Morocco. And that was, like we said, uh, the 20th. Um, <clears throat> according to the AFP police spokesperson Bubakar Sabek said Wednesday one of the men had a court record linked to terrorist acts Moroccan police earlier released images of the three suspects all of whom came from the large city of uh, Marrakesh a popular tourist destination close to the foothills of the high atlas range um, and I'm going to go into the rest so it was, it was late December that it happened so and it's, it's it's heartbreaking what happened to these girls. So, um, shit. Okay. So they they decided to go backpacking in Morocco. And this is kind of a long line of these things that have been happening lately, of these kind of these um, idealistic young people that think that basically deep down everybody's good. They're like secular humanists is mostly what they are. And that's what that secular humanism is. It's basically deep down everybody's good. And, and if you let people um, um, 
be themselves, the the humanity will rise above and above hatred and bigotry. And yeah, because deep down we're all good. Yeah, so we're all the same. Yeah. Um. So over in Europe, they've been preaching this. Uh, anything that happens that that crim, uh, any crimes like rapes, especially that happen in Europe, that are perpetrated by uh, foreigners from uh, Middle Eastern countries is or Africa is not reported on because the it goes against the uh, what Merkel Angela Merkel and all the <clears throat> the European cucks uh, want the perception to be is that. We we need to open up our borders and let all these immigrants in. It's going to be kumbaya, and they're they're a net benefit to our country. And this is like Sweden has advertisements out saying this is the new face of Sweden. Um, these people uh, don't have to uh, don't have to uh, what is it? Uh, they don't have to integrate into our society. Us old Swedes have to integrate with them. That's the attitude. Right. There was a commercial that actually said that in Sweden. Yep. Uh, it's and so anything that shows you that you know this this is actually a pretty net negative when you're taking these societies that are they're high trust societies that have their uh, homogenous um, ethnically and and culturally and they have a high welfare system. Well, the welfare system only works so well because they have such a homogenous society that is high trust. Right. And kind of believes in the system and believes in each other and kind of like works together for a main goal of their society. So when you start letting in these um, people from different parts of the world that don't don't share that culture. Yeah, they don't have a shared belief. They've in... never had that experience in their life. They don't believe in that. It not it, it They don't come into the culture and raise to become like the culture they're going into in Europe, a high trust society. They bring the whole society down into a low trust society. Right. And, and basically destroy it. So this multiculturalism agenda is bullshit. So, um, well, and you know, I've, I've read a little bit more into this yellow jacket <clears throat> thing that's going on in, in Paris. And now it's London and Brussels, like we mentioned before. And it's not, it's not simply that, you know, they put a tax on gasoline. It's that this is basically a carbon tax, which really hurts people in French villages way more than hurts the inner city. And so they're saying these French villages are disappearing because the population is growing in the slums of Paris. And it's growing with migrants. Right. Who don't share French values, whatever those are. I'm not taking a shot at the French. I don't, I don't know what the universal French values are. I know what they are in the United States. You know, liberty and all that stuff. Uh, and my guns. Uh, so... I don't know what it is in France, but whatever it is, that's kind of what they're mad about. And I think this is the same kind of thing, you know. But so what's happening is there's a propaganda. Uh, there's a propaganda machine that the e European Union and Merkel and, and her ilk are are spreading. And they're basically making the, the news stations suppress any reports of migrant crime. Yeah, but they're all saying we're all the same. We're all good people. We're all... yeah. You know, and again, this is not about races from other countries. No. This is about a shared system of yeah, values. Right. Uh, yeah. You can have a person from a, a different race be into that, like immigrate into a culture or society that is homogenous, like, like all blonde hair, blue eyes. But that person goes into Sweden from, let's say, the Ukraine. All right. Example. Yeah. And they buy into the culture. They go, I want to be a Swede. And they go, I love this, this. 
the way they are and I want to be like a Swede. That's fine. That's great. That works. <clears throat> but that's not what's happening with most of these immigrants, especially Muslim immigrants. They don't want to be a Swede. Well, and the big difference, Thomas Sowell wrote up. Wrote an article, <coughs> excuse me. Thomas Sowell wrote an article about this uh, years back, and it was really insightful. He said, you know, when when German immigrants or Italian immigrants or whatever, what, pick your immigrant, Chinese immigrants, came to this country, those immigrants didn't learn the language. They moved to places where they, whatever trade they had, if you were a German piano maker, which I think is one thing he cites in the, in the article, you moved to a spot in the United States. It was mostly German. You made pianos. You did all. You spoke German and all that. But your kids, your kids grew up to be Americans. Mm -hmm. Your kids learned the language because that was what those immigrants said the kids should do. And now we're getting a lot of immigrants who come here and say, "No, we're going to keep how we did stuff in our country here." Yeah, and you can't do that. And that's the problem well, in some of those countries. And in Europe, they're especially they're doing that because they're getting carte blanche. They're being told that this is okay. This is what they're they're being brought in, and they're they're giving they're they're getting all the social welfare benefits that were created by this right. culture without having to have had to pay into it to begin with. And right. so and so they're like, well, you know, they're, what, what, what uh, motivation do they have to? to try to fit in or try to be part of it if they're just given whatever when they they come in they're given whatever there was this situation where they were there was too many of them they didn't have enough uh, facilities for them um or either I, I can't remember if it was either they didn't have enough or someone burned down or something and so they they forced hotel owners yeah to open up their hotels for immigrants that destroyed the hotels yeah and hated and, and and hated the people that were there running the hotels and actually treated them like shit. And there's video of this. I, I watched the video of this poor guy that was forced by the authorities to open his hotel to immigrants, and he had to stand there with his daughters. He was an elderly guy with his daughters, basically them telling him, you know, Papa, calm down. Just you got to let this happen. You can't fight this because the police were there while the migrants were just walking right in with their bags with their little sacks and their Adidas shoes and their whatever, and they were walking in there and going, oh. And we're taking over. This is our place now. Yeah. And so that's the kind of shit that's happening in Europe that you don't, you're not hearing about. Well, and my guess <clears throat> is take these these two women um, who went to Morocco and got beheaded. I'm going to guess that if you asked the uh, – and where were they from? Sweden? One of them was from Sweden. If you went to the State Department in Sweden and said, should we travel to Morocco? They might say – uh, here's what you need to be careful of. As opposed to if you went to university professors and said, hey, what do you think about us traveling? Oh, it's wonderful. You'll get to see all this stuff and everything. You know, there are certain parts of the government and the State Department is generally one of them. And I don't know what it is in Sweden, but they'll have some organization like that, some department like that, that is for travelers to be warned if they're traveling Sorry. abroad. I was wrong. Uh, Denmark and Norway. Okay, regardless, yeah. whatever country it's from, um, you know, if you go to university professors here in the United States and say, hey, I'm traveling to Morocco, you're going to get a different story than if you go to the State Department and say, hey, I'm traveling to Morocco. State right. Department might say, uh, you need to be careful. There's some parts of Morocco you don't want to be in. But there's pro there's absolute propaganda out there. So one of these girls posted on her social media before, shortly before they were murdered, she posted a PSA that came out from her country 
that was a commercial showing an obviously Islamic guy with a full beard, Middle Eastern looking guy walking down the street and uh, people being scared, like the white people around him being scared and clutching their children or whatever and police running at him. And it turns out they run past this Islamic guy and they tackle a white guy in a, in a suit and then he's got a bunch of drugs and that's why they're after him. And then the Islamic guy, you know, is meeting his wife and children and it's all kumbaya, right? Yeah. And she posted this, like, see, it's, it's a... Uh, um, um, not everything's as it seems, or you know, um, yeah, images can be whatever the fuck it is bullshit yeah. they're they're peddling. It's like they're telling these women <clears throat> not to be scared of Islamic men. There's nothing to be afraid of, and it's like Larry Korea said this before too. Um, he's the author that I speak about often. We, yeah, we've said um, it very often. He they, said they're going to get it on the show one day. Yeah, oh, I would love to. But he said he's <clears throat> his background is uh, oh shit, what's his uh, uh, his ethnicity? Um, Spanish, Portuguese. Oh yeah, Portuguese. Okay. So, and he's big. He's a big guy. Yeah. And he's swarthy, you know. And he, he says, if I go into a parking garage and I'm walking, and I get in an elevator with a, with a with a girl, and she's she's nervous about me, that's a good thing. I appreciate that she should be nervous. I I could hurt her easily. So you don't want to just expect the best out of everybody. I wouldn't because I'm a good guy. But yeah, he's like. <clears throat> that's what they're teaching them. They're teaching them to get rid of their their basic survival instinct. I gotta take a drink here. Sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> no. I. By the way, did you know Larry's gonna be here on the fourth? <coughs> I did not. Yeah, his book tour. It's coming on the fourth. Oh, is it the second book of his other his fantasy series? I don't know which book it is. Yeah, that's we, a really good. We series. gotta go. Oh yeah, he's a great guy. See, that's when you can ask him. You can reveal to him your secret identity, <laughs> and get him on the show. Mm-hmm. So, that would be awesome. Anyways, he can call in. So Look, Larry, if you're listening, and we know you are, you can be on the show anytime. <laughs> so let's get back to what I, the reason I brought this up. Well, not the only reason, but there's a, a Tommy Robinson who I've spoken of in this uh, podcast before. He's yeah. um British uh, reporter who. Yeah, he, he was. Sort of street reporter. Well, he was the founder of the uh, British Defense League, I think. And that, it, what happened was he kind of like distanced himself or stepped down from that because they got kind of infiltrated by a little bit more right wing than he wanted to be associated with. But he's very much anti-Islamic um, infiltration of Europe, basically. He won't say it that way, but that's what it is. He's very kind of, he has to be, he's very diplomatic about it. But he's persecuted left and right by the by the UK for, for just drawing, um, pointing out that this is not okay what's happening he's the one that pointed uh, drew a lot of attention to the thousands of girls that were raped in in different cities in in europe that wasn't reported Mm -hmm. by by muslim uh rape gangs Mm -hmm. so and this this shit's probably still going on because they're still clamping down on news like that so anyways he posted this this is um a person named nate harvis h-a-r-v-e-s harvis or harvis um and he goes, below was a post from Marin Uland from her Facebook page. She is one of the two Scandinavian college girls savagely beheaded by Muslims while backpacking. They pulled her from her tent, assaulted her, and put their boots on her head to hold her still as they cut her head from her neck. Then they tossed her head aside and spat on it, all in gruesome video. And I'm going to step aside from the rest of it for a second here. So he's talking about a post, that post I was talking right. about. So this this is the post from her that he's talking about. <clears throat> um and not only did they do that, that they they sent these videos. They had her phone, and they sent the beheading video to the people on her friends list and her mother. 
Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, these fucking monsters. Um, so, what? Well, just think about this for a second. What would drive you, no matter how much you hated somebody? You'd have to hurt one of my kids to make me want to think about sawing your head off. Well, I mean, I would absolutely at this point. These guys, well, I, I those would, guys, I would be, yeah. a, I would be an enthusiastic executioner. If you, if you knew it was these guys who did, yeah, it. Yep. you know. Not, I mean, not just Muslims. And no, 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 yeah. no, no. Not just say, you know, I, I, but these guys, right. if they were caught and found guilty, you could say, you know what? Let's just get this guy yeah. over here to saw your head off with a knife. Yep. So that's what he's talking about. So this is what he says about that situation. He goes, this is an example of failure, failure of her parents to teach her about the reality of the world and to protect her failure of her educational system to teach her history and the differences in societies. Failure of her government to tell her the reality of the difference between her culture and subcultures. This is what happens in a 2018, quote, we're all just one big happy family coexisting on the planet with open borders and nobody's better than anybody and all faiths and cultures are equal, unquote, unquote, bullshit society that continues to lie and inundate its citizens with nonstop propaganda. We see massive immigration into countries and the harm it brings. We hear the propaganda narratives that accompany it. You are in a constant brainwash machine meant to shame you and vilify you if you dare step outside the groupthink. If you dare for a moment say, hey, now hold on, I have a different view and some valid concerns, you will be immediately identified and punished. So some in this, in Britain especially, in Germany. Um, um, that's me saying that as a side. <clears throat> um, uh you will be immediately identified and punished. Social media will censor you. Activist groups, groups will target you. People will dox you and try to get you fired or removed from positions. Friends will abandon you. Rumors swirl. And he puts in quotes, I've had this happen. It's by design. It's meant to make an example of you to others. An ominous warning. Beware. Stay in line or you are next. Ironically, useful idiots protect and defend this globalist fascism while claiming to be anti-fascist. Having been failed themselves, they ignorantly take their marching orders and work towards what will eventually lead to their own slaughter. There's more to this, but I mean, this guy is on point. <laughs> no, he's wrong because if you do the, if you do the stuff he says you should do, you're literally Hitler. And that's exactly what he's saying happens. But over, it's kind of bad here. We get that here, but not over in Europe. It, the censorship and and the the the. Antifa kind of factions are way more powerful than they are here. And the Antifa, make no mistake, they're fascists. And by the way, the only way you can be literally Hitler is to actually be Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I I think, unfortunately, those girls died because they were naive. And not just them. They, they It was a propaganda peddling this, this. Absolutely. This, this naive outlook. So their parents were naive. You know, their 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 uh, professors were naive or or willful, willfully ignorant. If my kids came to me post college and said, "Yeah, we're going to backpack through Europe," I'd be like, "Cool, where are you going?" You know. Yeah. And if they said, uh, "You know, we'll stop here, there, we're going to take a detour through Morocco, and then we're going," I'd be like, "Fuck you, are <laughs> no, you're not," you know, like no, no. no there's no. the bicyclists that uh, that did this recently. The um, that we're posting how how everybody deep down is great and, and beautiful and everybody just wants to help everybody and they were run over and butchered by Islamic terrorists. Yeah. You know, it keeps happening. Yeah, and you can be killed in this country by 
you know, anybody. Yeah. That can happen. I get it. But we're not, we're not having people and I, I don't want to hear institutional racism bullshit. I need someone to show me that these things are happening because of, because of race. And I, I don't see that, you know, Jamar Clark, who was shot here in Minnesota a couple of years ago, they said, oh, that was race. No, he was trying to bust his way into a, into an ambulance where his girlfriend, who he pushed down the stairs, you know, yeah, was sitting with a broken ankle, ankle yeah. and two cops show up and he tries to grab a cop's gun and they shot him and they make up all this stuff about the cops shot him execution style. And that's the kind of stuff that gets, it's like cops are just trying to kill black guys. You know, I need to see, I need, and I'm sure it happens, but there are all sorts well, of, there that, are all sorts, I, there are all sorts of crimes that happen in all sorts of different strata of the criminal justice system. But if you're going to show me that there is a systematic effort to wipe out black people in this country, like in a lot of Muslim countries, there's a systematic effort by a minority, a radicalized minority of those countries. big. Yeah, it's maybe like a 25 or 30% mm-hmm. kind of, minor, still a minority, to kill people who are non-believers. I mean, that's happening. But let's get back to the whole, the aspect of, of like, indoctrination of the naivety um, aspect of it. Because you, you've got that going on here, too. You've got crime. in let's say there's... A, a neighborhood that's predominantly black and has a, a, a predominant or a big problem with crime. All right. Just the facts are the facts. And that's in Minneapolis has that. Um, there's certain areas that are majority black and the crime rates are crazy high. Right. Um, you don't get much, many reports on that, uh, on the crime, especially if it's black on black crime, you're not hearing about it because it's kind of a given at this point. Right. Uh, you do hear if, um, if a white person's assaulted in, in these areas, you rarely hear the race of the assaulter. Yeah. You rarely hear that. If you go, and this happens quite a bit where they go, um, a bicyclist was bicycling home from work or was doing this, that, and the other, and he got shot or he got beaten. Um, the perpetrators were teenagers or the perpetrators were young men in their 20s and they they fled or they were in foot or, or they got in a car and took off. And that's the extent of the report doesn't say, well, he was in a predominantly black neighborhood. There were like five black guys targeted him because he was white and easy pickings. Yeah. Right? You don't hear that. They're doing it on purpose because they don't want, they think that they're going to stoke, maybe. This is kind of what I'm, I'm, I'm they think, well, if they report on a, a black crime against whites, what's going to happen is white people are going to get more um, racist towards black people and they're going to get to the streets and they're going to start, you know, um, maybe lynching black people or, or targeting black people because they think that they're criminals and inherently because they, because they're, they're worried that we can't handle the facts that we're going to see this and we're going to go, well, all black people are criminals. No, and there, there was a point where that happened in this country. Yeah, Not anymore. It's not, it, that's not how it is. Two but, generations ago. But what they are doing is they are, they are by not reporting on this, this stuff, they are putting people in danger, especially younger people and young girls that are this kind of naive where they yeah. go, yeah, the, all the people aren't there. There's no, there's no black on white crime. It's because it doesn't get reported. There's no, the, the, all this um violence and black and black violence. It's just, it's just racists saying this stuff. So they'll go into a neighborhood. They'll go, oh, their friend will say, hey, there's a party here. We'll go to this party. What neighborhood is it? It doesn't matter. We're fine. And they'll go into this neighborhood and, and something like, and they shouldn't. 
they should be aware that that they should they should be careful and it's not it's it is it's not just a racial thing but it's just a fact it's based on fact well let me give you an example that's that's non-racial okay good <laughs> so i remember reading a book by a guy named bill bryson um, who hiked the appalachian trail this is before cheryl Strayed did her whole thing and the PCT on California. So he hikes the Appalachian Trail, which is somewhere goes somewhere in Georgia all the way up through Maine. And uh, um, he's going to through hike it, which means you don't stop and hike part of it and then come back to it. So he's going to hike the whole thing. Um, and he goes along with this buddy and everything. And he tells different stories about things along the trail. Um, but there are spots along this trail where you can go into town. And so it's it's part story, part telling you how to backpack and all this. And uh, he says there's parts where you can, you're near town, you can go into town by dinner. So you don't, if you're on this part of the trail, you don't really need to, you know, carry a whole lot of supplies um, because it's, it's some of it's a heavily, heavily populated area. So a couple of these women years previous to that had hiked into town, um, gotten dinner, hiked back out to their campsite and their tents and somebody followed them out there and murdered them. Mm-hmm. Right. And. So I saw a thing, a YouTube video about this and hiking the Appalachian Trail, and it was, do you carry or you don't carry? And they're like, well, you know, if you carry, you're going to have weight because you're going to have a gun cleaning kit. You're going to have all this stuff. You're going to be adding seven or eight pounds to your load. Do you really want to do that? And there are people going, fuck yeah, I'm going to carry. And it's, you know, if I come across a bear or something, I certainly want to be able to defend myself. But the dangerous part out there is, People. Other people. Yeah. And there was a guy who found a couple out there and, uh, you know, killed the guy and raped the woman and then killed her. You know, when he found out specifically, the guy didn't have a gun on, you know. And so if the idea is that you say, I don't want to carry because I don't want to hold the weight. I think I'll be okay. Fine. If you don't want to carry because you think that's ridiculous, then you're an idiot. Well, it's also going into a bad neighborhood. You go, you're going into a bad neighborhood. People go, Hey, that's a bad neighborhood. You probably shouldn't go in that. And you go, I'm going to prove that people are good deep down and I'm not going to get attacked because, because I'm not racist or I'm not bigoted and I'm not culturalist, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, the stats of the, uh, the stats show you one thing. They show you that this is a high crime area or there's going to be a problem. You're probably going to get targeted. Um, the, the kumbaya good feeling bullshit that you're fed by the cultural Marxists and your professors and all your little friends and the media that no, no, that's not true. Just because the stats are that don't mean it, it means, um, my patriarchy and oppression from the, from the system or systemic racism is the problem. That's I, I don't care where it came from. Have your fucking eyes open. Don't be naive. Yeah, but because you told someone to have their eyes open means you're racist. Yeah, I guess. You know, look at look at seatbelts, for example, right? The statistics say you will probably never be in a um, a serious car accident in your life. Okay, it's like the it's like one in five people or something gets in an accident at all, um, and far fewer get in serious accidents. If you're in a serious accident, you're not wearing your seatbelt there's a very high percent chance that you're going to be killed or maimed, right? So people wear their seatbelts because it's just not a big deal. It's a good precaution to take. Anybody who says, I'm not wearing my fucking seatbelt, nothing's going to happen to me. There are thousands of people who don't wear their seatbelts. And if people say, well, that's not true. Well, yeah, it is. Look at the tickets they write for it, right? Mm -hmm. 
so people don't wear their seatbelts. Most of those people never die in a car accident. People who don't wear motorcycle helmets, most of those people don't die in motorcycle accidents. But because some do, everybody says, well, it's ridiculous to not wear a helmet. It's ridiculous to not wear um, not wear a uh, seatbelt. Most people have a fire extinguisher in their house. Never have to use their fire extinguisher, right? But people say, well, it's ridiculous to not have one. Most people who travel to other countries, especially ones like where these girls got killed, don't get killed. But be careful. Take yeah. precautions. Don't sleep in a tent in a bad neighborhood. And I don't know what neighborhood they were in. But they got pulled from a tent. Hmm. That's certainly no place for two girls to be. Sorry, young ladies, whatever. It's just stupid. It's dumb. And the idea that, you know, um, your diversity will protect you. It's stupid. Take precautions. Yeah. That, I mean, this guy's post is, is, he's saying that, but he's also saying that you, you can't just say kumbaya. You can't just say everybody deep down is a good person. No, because some gonna, people are really bad. Not going to protect you. And, and sometimes, and they're like, especially with the, the Middle East, there is a, a cultural thing going on there where women are not, that treated like they are here. You think women have it bad here. They don't. They have yeah. it pretty fucking good here. Um, and I'm not saying that if um, a woman got raped that uh, that she, you know, that um, it's not something that's that, she's we, got it good that we need to worry about. That's not what I'm saying. That's, right. that's horrible. It shouldn't happen. That's, that guy should be fucking castrated. Okay, I right. get it. But overall, right. our culture, our society is not one that deems that it's okay to rape women. Right. Whereas other cultures, it is still. Especially in the Middle East, or to say, in well, it's Af- not or in Africa. If you marry her, it's not rape. Yeah, you know, I mean so. that kind of thing. That's it's stupid. I want to kind of continue a little bit on this. Go ahead, this guy. So he goes, <clears throat> "You are constantly told that nationalism is bad, real bad. In fact, it's wrong. You should have no pride or allegiance to your homeland. You shouldn't think better of yourself having been born there. The reason for that is so that you won't defend it when the time comes. In fact, you'll tear it down yourselves over time." It will become worthless and discardable to you. You'll open your borders and flood your country with a culture that at its core wants to conquer you. You'll allow your women and children to be raped, which they have in Europe. I I added that as an aside. You'll watch your citizens get run over at Christmas markets. You'll witness the stabbings, the bombings. But you'll have been told that if you speak out well, you're a racist. You're an Islamophobe. You're a number of really bad things. Not all of them are bad, you say to yourself, re-educating yourself in your own private propagandized mind like a good little NPC. Some will speak out and they'll be destroyed quickly. Most will stay in line, oblivious. We have lost the ability to recognize fact for ourselves. We are programmed by various sources. The progressive state tells you what you're allowed to think. They download into your mind daily. Hollywood hides it in their movies. Comedians squeeze it into their punchlines. Teachers push it to the young and impressionable. News and media presents it as fact. Songs put it to tune. And meanwhile, Big Brother watches, tracks, uh, tracks, listens, punishes. People used uh, to fear being spied on. Now in your homes, you say, eavesdrop, play this song. <laughs> yeah. Um, can you even fathom anymore the idea that you are better than someone else or that someone is better than you? Um through the totality of you and your culture, why is it that why is that a bad thing to say? The people will scold you for this, and the people that will scold you f- for this will also be the ones to say 
they'll wear this clothing line, but not that one, or live in this neighborhood, but not that one. Why? Would you rather your daughter marry a doctor from a good family or a Somali warlord? If aliens landed tomorrow, do you think Bob down the street should be sent to talk to them? Or maybe someone like Neil deGrasse Tyson or Stephen Hawking? I mean, we're all the same, right? People are different. Countries are different. Cultures are different. I'm not saying look down your nose at people and lose what makes us human, but recognize fact and fact and reality. Understand something else. Fear is an important mechanism that protects you. It is absurd to deny it. It's a thing that kept our ancestors from walking up and petting a bear. That's why you're here. That's why you should legitimately look at things that in your gut give you pause so that you too survive and go on so that people in the future exist because you recognize danger. Facing your fears is one thing. Denying them is another. That's a good line. Uh, that's me saying that aside again. We have lost our need for hard and tough things and lost our awareness of danger because we live in societies that shield you from it. We see it daily. Nobody needs a gun. Nobody needs a mean dog. Nobody needs whatever fill in the blank. We as a society are losing our hardness and our toughness and the things that got us here. Politicians and celebrities tell you, this is who we are. We are better than this. Ironic that you claim to be better while claiming that you're not better. It's good guy camouflage propaganda talk meant to shame you and get you to deny what you would know in your heart. And it works on most of the population because I believe most people are absolute followers, sadly, uh, incapable of their own thought. They shame easily and care too much how others accept them. Um, it's almost done here. Anyway, this young girl was failed by many. And through a sad turn of fate, of karma, of survival of the fittest, reality coldly fell upon her. Had you stood and told her that day, you need to go, you are in danger, these people will kill you. Know, know what she would have done? Ignored you. Laughed at you. Maybe called you a racist or something else. I don't know. She was a product of the failed system of the coexist bumper sticker generation. But now, literally, she is removed from time and her ancestors stop where she fell that day. Think about that. In the video, she screamed out, ow, as they carved into her flesh with a knife. Her final cry was one word in her native language. Ugh. But translated, she said, mother. Oh, good God. That's just fucking bad. Oh. That's, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Oh. Oh, fuck. We need some table topics. Yeah, that was a little longer than I expected, too, but <coughs> it was powerful, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> you know, it's like, again, I've said this before. I love the Jack Reacher books, the Lee Child ones, which are, and he says all the time, expect the worst, or expect the best, plan for the worst yeah that's a that's that's a very good motto to live by i mean we've said this before most people who carry for example carry going i hope i never absolutely have to use this fucking yeah. gun. and if they see something happening and they have a gun they don't go well geez gladys me 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 you should get over there and fix this yeah. i reckon we should set these boys straight they're like we gotta get the fuck out of here yep this is not a place i want to be when something happens and yeah. the cops show up and i have a gun on me yep you know so, anyway. All right, we're back to stupid ones. What would be a perfect night of TV? Uh, Netflix and chill? <laughs> I'm not sleeping with you. <laughs> oh, damn it. Um, 
Maybe a, a Firefly marathon. Yeah, Perfect Night TV is having friends that share like a uh, like an enthusiasm for a genre of TV, like mm-hmm. science fiction or fantasy or whatever. You're and, out of luck, then. And getting together and watching like a string of three or four episodes. You're out of luck. <laughs> it's the best thing you've ever cooked. Uh, I think. Uh, I think. Uh, I think I'm just good at cooking chicken. Because it's easy. Yeah, it is. I I have cooked. I always tell my wife this when she's like, uh, you know, that's that's how you make a bed or that's how you do laundry. I'm like, I've done more laundry. I've made more beds. I've, but especially since I grew up working in restaurants, I've cooked more meals than everybody I ever know for the most part. And uh, so and my dad is a fantastic cook. So I've cooked a ton of stuff. And there are a bunch of things I've cooked that have been really good that didn't take much effort. But there was this one thing we made when we moved into our, not the house we're in now, but the one before that. We made a, uh, oh God, it was this um, this roast with certain potatoes and stuff. And it was just, it was so good. I ate the leftovers of that thing for like four straight days. And it was just as good. But it had hoisin sauce on it. You ever yeah. had that? Yep. My wife doesn't like it. What? That's crazy. It's like an it's like Chinese, like Asian or Korean, maybe. I can't. Yeah, remember. something like that. It's like a smoky barbecue yeah. kind of thing. She didn't like it. She said it gave me heartburn. Oh, so I haven't made it since. Oh, yeah, I've made a ton of good meals. I mean, I one time I had you over for ribs. I fucked it up. We gotta do that. Again. Oh, because they they the um the fat. Dripped so hard into the into the uh, so again into the coals that it flamed up like yeah, crazy. Here's the thing. I. I I still like them. If you're going to make ribs. They were charred. <laughs> yeah. The outside was. Not yeah. the inside. No, the inside was good. But yeah. So if you're going to make ribs, you do it in the oven at like three and a half hours for like at like 270 or, you know, 325, somewhere in there. Some lower heat. I think I'd usually do mine at 300 for four hours. And you like wrap them up in foil and you put like beer under them and everything. So they're really good. And then you take them out after that. You sauce them up and you throw them on the grill for five, ten minutes. And I did that. And I walked away for a minute, and the stuff dripped down, yeah. and the 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 glaze on them caught fire. Yeah, just flamed up hard. God, and the worst part was I was sitting there telling you about these for like how awesome they were. <laughs> so we're gonna do that again, but you know it was good. It, ribs are one of those things that take like literally ten minutes of your time. Yeah, and they taste so good, and everybody thinks they're awesome. Uh, which person in your family do you most resemble? It's my dad. That's uh, I actually. Look more like my mom, but I personality wise, more like my dad. She's got a better beard than you do, though. <laughs> oh, he's kidding. That was a shot at you. Okay, <laughs> I'm not uh, not taking a shot at your mom there. Just kidding. Um, one more. If you could compete for a million dollar prize on any reality TV show, what would you choose? Huh. I don't watch that many, but I think I probably. I wouldn't mind trying Survivor. It seems like it'd be a lot of fun because not only the physical aspect of it, but the fucking interpersonal political bullshit that they have to do. It would be interesting just to, you know, because like you watch it and you see them fucking people, them assholes, like, you know, the connivers and the schemers or just the the bullies. Yeah. You just want to be there because you want to be like, fuck you. That's just how I am, though. For a show like that. I don't think I'd do well. I'm not I don't a, think I don't think so either. And the reason I don't think I do well is I'm uh I'm too straightforward. I'm like I'm not a 
conniving kind of. I mean, well, I I could be, but it feels wrong to me. So yeah, I, I think don't... you tell somebody to fuck off too quick. Yeah, and but I think I think I do good at first, and I think I probably do good. I probably get halfway through it because I would probably build a, a, a alliances like you have to do in that show, and I would get along with certain people. I wouldn't get along with others, but I would build alliances with people that were like me that didn't get along with other people. But eventually, when it comes to that point where you have to start getting more cutthroat. I'd yeah. start losing. Yeah, I'd be the uh, predictable good guy. <laughs> so I'd be the guy that people like for about four episodes, and then they'd be like, "They'd be like, he's too good. He's too much of a good guy. He's going to make it too far if we get, if we let him. We got to we got to cut him out." That, and they'd be like, "Okay, we can double cross this guy." Yeah, or that. Yeah, I think most people on these shows, though, they recognize the good guy. If he gets too far, it's hard to get rid of him, so they have to cut him out of the herd pretty quick. Yeah. So. so. Yeah, I I don't know. I think uh, if I had to, maybe one of the survival shows. Not not like a survivor, but like a, what's that one they've got? That's um. What that is? There's the Amazing Race. That one's that'd be kind of fun. That's where you're not really po- politically. You know who would win that if they did it? My mom and dad. Shit, they've traveled all over the world. They've been. There's no two people who sh- who are. More meant to be married than those two. <laughs> um, they are a fantastic team. They would kick ass in that thing. Okay, they're in their seventies and they they'd kick the shit out of cool. people in that game. No, I I think like there's this one. It's sort of creepy to think about it, but I think I could do it. Um, it's like can't remember. It's like called alone or something like that. So they take people and they just drop them in these different environments, and it's just you and a camera. And and then at some point you can get out at any point. But at some point, um, they drop a flare or something, and a helicopter come gets you, and they rotate. Like, so you were in this uh, hot desert place, and you were there for, like, 27 days, and then they take you and they rotate you somewhere else. Or, oh, no no thanks. I get, I th- If I was going to go for one of them, I think I could try that. Wow. So you want to stay away from all the, the interpersonal politicking and all that? I, you know, I think the, part of that is fun, though. I mean, that's... The other part of that for me is I don't think I could win at one oh, of those games. Yeah, yeah. But the part about the the one I was talking about where they leave you by yourself is the idea of being by yourself. I mean, it's just I think you can go crazy hmm. in a place like that. Not, you know, I started I was playing that um, uh, PS4 game, The Long Dark, and it's a fun game at first for exploring. But after a while, you're like, there's nobody else to talk to in this game. <laughs> you're not going to see any other people. You're not. So once you've discovered most of the locations, you're like, there's nothing What's the end game? else to find here. Well, for me, it's like there's a badge in the game for staying in the game for okay. 500 days. So All I right. want to do that. But the, the part of it that I like is it teaches you to sort of be resourceful, you know? You have to take the stuff you've gotten and sort of be like, how am I going to use this? And unlike a Fallout game where it's like, hey, you found this thing. And you're like, I've never found a use for that, but I keep finding it. So it must be worth something. Yeah. So I'm going to hang on to it. This... You kind of know when you find stuff what it's for. You know, you find bullets for a gun or a can yeah. opener or something like that. Huh. So, um, I want to talk about this uh, gun sale payment restriction that Maxine Waters is talking about putting in place. But before I get there, we mentioned Larry Korea. He just posted a thing on Facebook a little bit ago. This is insane that this keeps happening. Where huh. is it? Come on here. From Senator Dianne Feinstein. Feinstein, that uh, bastion of good American values. Uh, Here she goes. She goes, um, 
I'm proud to introduce the Assault Weapons Ban of 2019. This bill bans the sale, manufacture, transfer, and importation of two, 205 military-style assault weapons by name. Now, they're not even assault weapons anymore. They're military-style assault. Um, it also bans any assault weapon that accepts a detachable magazine and has one or more military characteristics, including a pistol grip, a forward grip, a barrel shroud, a threaded barrel, or a folding telescope. We've fucking assault. been through this before. What the fuck is going on? Is this real? Yeah, that's her. That's from her Twitter page right there. Her oh, verified... for fuck's sake. It's it's not going anywhere. No, but this this is the same <coughs> tired old bullshit we went through in the eight what nineties. But knock here, it off. Let's let's do this. A pistol grip, a forward grip, a barrel shroud, a folding or telescopic so, uh, stock. Do not change how the gun functions. The firepower of a gun at all. No, they have nothing to do. with That's it. why the, in the nineties when they did this and they realized how fucking stupid it was, they just stopped. They, they made they, they made it look scary. Yeah. And the threaded barrel. Any of those were any long gun other than the shotgun has a threaded barrel in it. Uh, no, no, that's rifled. So your threaded barrel is outside the threading. Oh, okay. So yeah. it can accept a silent or a, a suppressor. Again. Big deal. Well, in my case, when I was talking the rifled barrel, that at least is the fun. It changes the firepower and functionality yeah. of that gun. Yep. Not the firepower, but it does make it more accurate. A threaded barrel doesn't. None no. of these things do a fucking thing to the firepower. Yeah, and a, of the thread, gun. a threaded barrel is nothing without having a suppressor to go with it. So if you make suppressors hard, like you have to get a tax stamp, you have to pay, you have to get background check to get a suppressor in a lot of states now. I think even Minnesota's getting to that point. Uh, you still. You can't just get a gun, a rifle, that has a threaded barrel and go, well, since it's got a threaded barrel, I can get a suppressor for it. No. You still have to go through the hoopla and the, and the rigmarole to get that suppressor. Absolutely agree. <clears throat> so I've shown you this picture before. Mm -hmm. I know you guys can't see this, but uh, this is a meme that went out talking about the right memeing. Uh, it's pictures of two guns. Uh, this is a Ruger Mini 14, semi-automatic, uses 223 ammunition, has readily available 30-round magazines, looks like a non-scary hunting rifle, so it's okay. That's wood. Yep, this would fit Diane. This would fit the acceptable um, parameters of Diane Feinstein's thing until she puts the detachable magazine in it, mm -hmm. right? So she's adding that. Here, uh, the next picture shows this is an AR-15. Semi-automatic, but for some reason it's commonly called an assault rifle. Uses two two three ammunition. Has readily available thirty round magazines. Looks scary, like a scary military weapon. So, oh my god, ban it! I, I can't. These are the exact same gun. I can't believe this is not this is real because this is the exact same nonsense they came up with, and everybody agreed at this point. I thought that this is bullshit, and we're not going to go down that route again. Is this? I I'm still thinking this is not real. The left's never going to let go. No, it's from, it's Larry's got it from her so, Twitter yeah, page. I pretty much trust him when he posts stuff like that, but God damn, that's, that's I mean, he's, he's crazy. reposting it on Facebook from someone else. Okay. I, but, I, so I, I would like to verify that because it just seems, it seems almost too, uh, you know, like too, too on the mark for, for, for people like me to get pissed off about it. You know what I'm talking about? Well, it's from a Facebook site called Growing Up Guns. Okay. So... We'll have to look into that. Yeah, I mean, it's but just... yeah, Larry doesn't generally go off half cocked. <laughs> Pardon the expression, but 
Yeah, so it's just stupid. It's like this isn't this isn't going anywhere. Yeah. So by the way, did you know Diane Feinstein is a conceal and carry? She has a conceal and carry. You no, know, I think I probably heard that before and I forgot. It, yeah. Yeah. You know why? She needs it. She's a public oh, figure. Yeah, she needs it. She's 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 better than us. The hypocrisy of that is just yeah. fucking unbelievable. So anyway, now that Maxine Waters is in charge of like I can't remember what the finance committee is that she's into she wants to and this is scary stuff. She wants to change the law so that when you go to like Cabela's to buy a gun um, and you buy a fishing rod and all this stuff, that the payment processors, MasterCard, whatever banks process those payments for you, just show that as you bought stuff at Cabela's for... Yeah, it could be a blanket. It could be... For 1300 yeah, bucks. Yeah. Right? They it want to change boots. it. So they put a subcode in for any gun that's purchased to track that and that those banks start to refuse to process those payments. Yeah. It's like, this is unfucking believable Yeah. This is what, this is the problem with, uh, and by the way, they can't make them do that. They can only put pressure on them. To yeah. Do that. But the pressure can be pretty fucking amazing. Oh yeah, amazing. it can. It absolutely can. Yeah. It's just insane. Well, this is, this is a government overreach yet again. This is, this is, this is the big brother bullshit that, that we have to stop. Yeah. Like we have to stop before. I mean, cause people used to make fun of the whole slippery slope argument. They say, uh, whenever you bring up slippery slope, they'd roll their eyes. It, this is the kind of stuff you let the, you get the fucking, um, uh, camel's nose under the fucking tent and the whole, the, the whole fucking tent will be filled with camel in, in the, in, in the next step. So you can't let this shit even start, even though with the bumps, we talked about the bump stock ban, ban. That that kind of shit has to be fucking put in its place. It has to be tamped down and stopped. Well, and who the... I mean, as far as using a bump stock, who the fuck cares? Right. They're stupid. Right. They're dumb. Yep. They make no sense other than they were perfectly designed for that Vegas shooting for that guy yeah. to do a ton of damage. That you know? one specific instance. Right. A fluke, basically. Exactly. But... The idea that you can take them away from people who well, it's it's all them. it's all about governmental control and and uh, and tamping down on liberty and just one step at a time and eliminating things you don't like. Yeah, you know. Well, it's it's con- consolidating power in government and taking it away from the people, especially when it comes to the Second Amendment. And you can't you can't give them an inch. You cannot give them a fucking inch on this because they will take a mile. Don't. It's nothing to argue about because that's what that's what it is. Well. And and to have this payment processor stuff, this is the part where it's insidious. The it's and because we've seen it happen, it's happening in other. If with the First Amendment, it's happening with with private companies that that are telling. So these payment processors, these credit card, these PayPal's, these Mastercards are telling um, these online um, um, funding um, sites like Patreon is a funding site. So if you're a if you're a YouTuber and you have videos and people enjoy watching your videos, uh, you have, let's say, like it's a show like ours, but it's on YouTube. Um, and you got, hey, you guys like the show? If you if you pay us like a you know five bucks a month, we'll give you extra access to certain behind the scene things that yep. the normal people don't get to see, and that'll help us produce more stuff, and it'll be great for everybody. Or you can be in our live chat. Yeah. Or... So, um, so that's great. So, but. Uh, Patreon uh, is the name of one of these companies, and they go, "Well, okay, we have terms of service, and we don't want you to say anything racist. We don't want, it. okay, fine." But then 
along comes MasterCard and PayPal and the processors that actually do the facilitation of the processing of the money. And they go, yeah, uh, Patreon, um, we don't want people to talk about A, B, or C. We don't want people talking about guns. We don't want people talking about uh, dangerous dogs because those are dangerous and we don't want anything to do with that. And and we're going to tell you, you can't have that. And if you don't, you're not going to be able to use our payment processing to, to facilitate that. And so that is, that's really scary stuff. I mean, I'm making it sound like very benign, I guess. It sounds almost the way I'm talking about it. No, it doesn't sound benign. That's the thing. It doesn't sound benign. To some people it might, though. Uh, If you think about it and you put two together, how scary that is, the kind of control that can be put on anything when it comes to cutting off finance, the ability to to, for commerce, the ability to, to transfer money from A to B legally and not doing anything criminal. But having these processes go, we don't like you. We don't like your politics. We don't like what you're doing. We don't like what you're saying. So we're we're stopping your ability to to have a life, to to make a paycheck, to function. Well, it's like Matt and Blonde were saying on Beauty and the Beta a couple episodes ago. Um, so if we go down this road, do we run into a point where they say, well, you know, white supremacists can't have electricity? Yeah. Because, look, we don't like white supremacists. Yeah. They're... Most people in the country would – how many white supremacists are there really? I mean, hardcore in this country. Yeah. I'll bet there's not enough to fill a baseball stadium, yeah. you know. But, you know, they are citizens of the country. They're not committing crimes. You know, why should they be – why should they have their liberty restricted? Why should anarchists have it? Why should – you know, socialists, uh, communists, yeah, anybody, uh, anarcho capitalists. <laughs> you know, I don't even know what those are, uh, but you know, it's funny. I, I saw this thing on uh, uh, Left Wing Rising, it's a Facebook site, and uh, Ellie Weisel, who um, I can't remember, I can't remember exactly what he did right offhand, but um, anyway, he has this quote in here that the left wing loves, but I think for the right wing pertains to this situation. Said, always take sides. Neutrality helps the oppressor, never the victim. Uh, silence encourages the tormentor, never the tormented. Okay, fine. I'm willing to accept that, but that means we as gun owners shouldn't go for this shit. Mm-hmm. You know, we should say this isn't right. And ultimately, I believe that that's where the Supreme Court's going to say, "Yeah, you you can't do that." Yeah, well, I hope so. But the problem is, you have a two or three year lag in between there where. The law goes into place. Someone has to have show harm, take it to the Supreme Court. Well, the Supreme Court and, has to decide. And, and in the meantime, your life can be turned upside down. Yeah. I, I mean, mean and it, not because you can't buy a gun. No. But, but let's, just the idea let's that say, they can intrude on Let's that just stuff. say the bump stock is a good example. They're going to make it a felony to own it. Um, if you go by principle and you go, I bought this. It was legal when I bought it. I'm not doing any. I didn't do commit a crime with it. I'm not giving it up. You know, somehow someone that word gets out, you got a bump stock, they show up, they do a raid, they find your bump stock, you're in prison. Well, the stupid part about the bump stock. And is, I, don't, I don't care. Bump stocks are dumb. Yeah, they are dumb. <laughs> the stupid part about the bump stock is um, it, we all, as gun owners, for the most part, will agree no. that they're fairly yeah. useless. Yes. But, <coughs> excuse me, it emboldens the left yeah. saying, well, we got that. Well, I've got you know you've got that AK forty seven with that folding stock. We're banning those next. You got to turn that in. For the record, I I don't have an AK forty seven. Yeah, um, I was doing quotation marks in there when I said that. All my guns are in the bottom of the lake. Yeah, yours fell in the lake. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
Minor lockdown gun safe I can't get into. <laughs> I swear to God, I knew what the combination was. So now I got to call. Field. Good. <laughs> I got to call Field and Stream and say, "Yeah, funny thing happened." Yeah. So, well, we should probably call it there. This was a longer episode. Didn't realize it. Well, sometimes we get. We to got talk a lot to say. We do. Damn it! <laughs> uh, if you need, I keep saying if you need to get in contact with us, I gotta, I gotta train myself. Not no, to say you that. need to say you need to get. You in need con- to get in contact with us. Uh, first of all, uh, if you like what you hear, uh, give us give us a review on on all the you know the podcast outlets, uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, whatever. Yeah, if you can like and share, it does help our reach, and we do appreciate yeah. it. Um, otherwise. Um, you need to email us with either questions or comments or suggestions. That's rooster at bread and or crow at bread and And check us out on our Facebook page, bread and circuses podcast. See you. Bye.